This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. Taking responsibility for your side in it? You know what? I haven't been speaking up. I haven't felt comfortable. I haven't known what I wanted. I've been a part of the problem too. Can make it easier so that both of you can come to a place where you can hear each other and you can feel comfortable expressing your desires and you can deepen that relationship then. Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Busson, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to discuss top tips to detoxifying your body. Then we're going to learn how to be a better self-advocate in our personal relationships. And lastly, we're going to figure out how to move on from a toxic relationship. But first, a bit of business. I'd like to give a shout-out to our show sponsor, Omega Alpha. Omega Alpha is 100% Canadian-owned and has been GMP-certified for manufacturing to pharmaceutical standards since its inception in 1992. It uses only all-natural herbs, vitamins, and minerals in their formulations. The company is site-licensed for manufacturing nutraceuticals by the Natural Health Products Directorate, a division of Health Canada. They have four company divisions, both a consumer line and professional line of human products, equine pet health products, and a custom manufacturing private label division. Omega Alpha only uses the highest quality ingredients to manufacture the most efficacious yet price-friendly nutraceuticals. For more information about Omega Alpha, please visit their website at omegaalphainc.com. Omega Alpha's products are created by their scientific team headed by their owner and operator and CEO, Dr. Gordon Chang. Dr. Chang holds a PhD in physiology and biomedical engineering from the University of Toronto. He also has two years postdoctoral experience in clinical biochemistry, looking at free radicals and antioxidants. He's published over 20 peer-reviewed articles and conference proceedings. Welcome back, Gordon. Thank you for having me on board, Jamie. Today, we're going to discuss detoxification. My understanding is that our bodies naturally detoxify through three organs, the liver, kidneys, and lungs. Is that right? It's also through the skin, through the sweat. Okay, so there's four. Right. But if there's too many toxins in our system, our body stores them. Is that correct? That's correct. So what we're talking about today is how we can assist our bodies in the detoxification process. Is that correct? That's correct. Now, one of the things about toxins is I don't want to make everybody think that we're, we're, we're walking around and, and we can't function because we have so many toxins. Right. Toxin buildup is a gradual process. It doesn't build up overnight. You're not going to get rid of it overnight either. I like to make an analogy when I talk about detoxification. It's like when you clean your house, right? If you come in every once a week and you take a a broom and you sweep it, what happens is every week the toxin load is lower. So the dust load is lower. If you do it once a year, right, what happens is it builds up and it gets thicker. You have a thicker layer of dust. Now, the broom is not going to get all of it no matter what you do. You'll never be totally toxin-free, not in the environment in which we live. Right. We get toxins from all over. You breathe it in from the atmosphere. Envi- environmental the environmental toxins. toxins. You have one that's generated by the body. For example, if you're under stress a lot, the corticosteroids that, that your body pumps out, 
that has to be gotten rid of. It's a natural byproduct of living. Right. right. So as long as you're living, you're generating toxins internally. Right. When you're tense, right? The, you're the tense, whatever, right? Yep. Now, in all fairness, these toxins, if your body, if you're relaxed and not stressed out, you can live with it because the toxin load, uh, these organs that get rid of toxins will gradually get rid of it. What happens is that if you're under stress all the time, the toxin load builds up to the point where everything starts breaking down. And the example I'll use is the liver. Everybody knows or may know somebody who likes to hit the sauce a little bit too much, an alcoholic. Now, alcoholics can take a lot of alcohol and then nothing happens to the liver. But then what, what happens is all of a sudden, boom, right, they get cirrhosis of the liver. So they'll go through like... Five years of, of drinking, hard drinking, no problems. And then on the fifth year, for whatever reason, there's a magic number. It becomes you get cirrhosis of the liver, right? So it gets to what I call the tipping point where the toxin load builds up so much that, that this is what happens. The process of detoxification is not magic. Toxins came in, the process of detoxification, you got to use the systems that are already in the body. So, for example, the liver will take your toxins and it'll metabolize toxins. It'll break it down to a form which can then be excreted. The roots of excretion are through the kidneys, through the stool, through the expired air, and also through the sweat. Right. Yes. I mentioned the liver because the liver is your major organ of detoxification. It, it acts as a filter, does it that, not? Well, not only as a filter, um, it converts toxins from one form to another form so that it can be excreted. The, the problem with the liver is that it's like anything else. It can only handle so much at any one time. And if you have too much coming in, what happens? The body then takes it and stores it in the fat tissue. Right. I have an analogy that I use to explain it. I, I think of the body as a factory. Right. So okay. if you have a lot of toxins coming in, let's say the factory can handle one container load of toxins a day. Well, but you have one and a half container loads coming in. What happens is it'll use the one one container load and then it'll store the other half a container load in your warehouse. Right. Now, as it builds up over the years, what happens is the warehouse gets full. Yep. Right. And then what happens then is that you start plugging up the hallways. And then what happens is that as you plug up the hallways, the efficiency of detoxification drops, right? right? So what you have to do then is to increase the efficiency of the detoxification process. So what what you do is you you can prime the liver. uh, There's certain herbs that you can give to the liver that will help increase the metabolism. What are those herbs? Of the liver. Well, one of them is that everybody knows is milk thistle. Right, but then there's a whole bunch of um, other herbs that that people use, like artemisia is an, another one of them. Right, yes. on the nutraceutical side, there are things like sami, which helps. Right, but another thing that you have to realize is that if you increase the toxin, the process of getting rid of toxins, one of the things you have to worry about is um, increasing free radical formation. So you got to have some compounds in the, in the body which will help control the free radicals. So in my factory analogy, if you increase if you increase the metabolism, if you that means you're breaking it down more, you've just added a second shift, right? right? A second shift means you're pumping on much more heat, so you got to crank up your air conditioning. Right. So this is where you you add more antioxidant capability which will help protect the tissue from the antioxidants, right? And last but not least, you have to be able to increase the efficiency of getting the stuff out the back door. Right. 
So this is why I said the detoxification process, the best way to do this, you got to do it on a regular basis, right? Mm-hmm. Not not once every 10 years, right? right? And it's not magic. Now, I know a lot of people, with when they're doing a detox, they're not happy unless they're praying to the porcelain gods on or they're sitting on a porcelain throne, right? And Empir- I, empirical know, evidence that they're detoxifying. That they're detoxifying. It, it is something that you have to do on a regular basis. And it's just a matter of keeping ahead of the toxins. Right. So what I guess the takeaway message for today would be ongoing maintenance is the key to detoxification rather than sort of a targeted approach of now I'm today I'm going to detoxify. Yeah. You don't get all of it out in one sitting. Fantastic. Well, thank you for coming to the show today. Thank you, Jamie. We've got to take a short break, but when we get back, we're going to discuss self-advocating in your personal relationships on The Tonic. I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Purica. Purica wants you to turn its protein into your power. A blend of the finest vegan protein and the antioxidant powerhouse that is the pure chaga mushrooms. Purica Power features ingredients and enzymes designed to optimize digestion and absorption. Unlike many protein powders, Purica Power tastes great with water and mixes easily. It's available in chocolate, vanilla, and natural unflavored. From the Purica family to yours, Purica Power is a new way to make the most of every day. It's all part of the Purica commitment to making a positive difference in the lifestyle of its customers. Ask your favorite health food store for Purica Power vegan protein or visit purica.com. Purica. Nature. Science. You. Our new sponsor, ZSA Legal Recruitment, is Canada's largest national legal search firm. They specialize in recruiting lawyers, legal support staff, and law firm management for companies and law firms across the country. ZSA works with employers in every area of the legal industry, and they know about job opportunities before many of their competitors. They'll use their extensive network to help you take the next step in your career and secure your dream job. Whether you're looking for a new job or you're an employer looking to expand your legal team, ZSA is your one-stop shop for anything legal. For more information, visit zsa.ca. This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Carlisle Jansen is the founder of Good For Her, Toronto's premier sexuality shop and workshop centre in Toronto, and producer of the Toronto International Porn Festival. She's the author of two books, including Sex Yourself. Watch her TEDx Toronto talk and educational videos at carlislejansen.com. You can reach her at carlisle at goodforher.com. Carlisle also writes the sexual health column in Tonic Magazine. In the April issue, she wrote a fantastic, timely article about how to self-advocate in our personal relationships. Good afternoon. Hello. Welcome back. Pleasure to be here. So last month, we discussed why in a personal relationship it can be hard to express needs. Yep. And boundaries and wants. And and today, you've come back, and we're going to discuss some practical advice on self-advocacy, right? Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, there's dynamics in relationships and, Mm -hmm. you know, even in a long-term relationship, sometimes it can be very hard to express yourself. It is a challenge for lots of people, whether you're talking about chores, (laughs) whether you're talking about the kids, whether you're talking about sex. And it's something that a lot of people really struggle with. And what happens is we just go along with the status quo. It just seems easier. And then resentment builds. Absolutely. And anger and frustration. And then you end up breaking up and then you realize, oh, I'm doing the same thing in my next relationship. (laughs) If if only I had spoken up. Right. Okay. So if one wants to speak up, what would be your, your number one tip above all else? You need to practice. 
Practice is what makes it perfect. So whether it be that you practice with a friend, you go over a scenario in when you're in the shower and sort of what would I say in this scenario maybe that happened or that I would envision happening. Maybe you journal, you talk about it with a friend or a therapist. Just the, the practice of saying things is really what's going to help it feel more natural and flow and help you feel more confident when you do it. We're not talking about scripting. We're, we're, we're talking about no. being sort of mindful and thinking about what you want to say so you're not caught up in the moment, right? Yeah, I mean, but you can actually say the words themselves, you know? You can script in the moment. It doesn't mean that then you're going to be a robot when the situation comes, but it means that you've had practice in saying things, you know, using words um, like penis or vulva or intercourse or pleasure that you're not used to saying and also just sort of saying, like, this is what I want and feeling okay about saying, you know, or I don't really like this because that's a hard thing for us to say also. It seems to me that, you know, part of advocating for yourself is finding the right moment to say what you want to say, right? Because it's not, you can't can't just blurt it out mid-coitus, for example. (laughs) There's times... To yeah. talk and times not to talk, Well, right? sure. And certainly, you know, when you're in the middle of things, is a good time to say a few things. It's not a good time to have a, an overall general right. conversation. But yep. one of the things that I always recommend is one thing that you like and one thing you want differently. Right. I really like the pressure. Can you slow down? I really like the amount of your finger tongue you're using. Can you move it to the left? You know, whatever. And <laughs> the, the example I love to use is like, how do you tell somebody that you don't like it when they put their tongue in your ear? <laughs> you know, my, my wife says, stop it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way. Yeah, stop it. Stop. Don't do that. Stop. You know, but if you're trying to find, you know, that kind of nice way of saying it, it might be, you know, sweetie, you're so agile with your tongue. It would feel <laughs> so much better, you know, pointing down maybe towards your breast or your vulva, your penis, whatever, right? Yeah, but when you're being annoyed, it's hard to be positive, right? If somebody's doing it's something that's to. aggravating you, yes. it's very hard to come up with a positive yeah. spin yeah. on yeah. what they're yes. doing. It can be, but you can always find something, right? So, and for people who find it really hard to give feedback, who aren't comfortable saying, stop that, or I don't like that, that to say something, one thing you like and one thing you don't is sometimes a little bit easier and you're more likely to get what you want because your partner's gotten some feedback about what is working also. I mean, that's great advice across the board. Mm -hmm. I would imagine with the dynamics of a long-term relationship, though, things are a little bit different, right? How does that impact on on what we're discussing? Well, there's a lot more at stake. Right. (laughs) You have, you know, shared housing or kids or finances at stake. And so rustling the feathers of a partner, the relationship feels a little more daunting. But the reality is that, you know, Hopefully, your partner really likes you and and is invested in your pleasure. And if you have a partner who genuinely cares about you, they actually want to bring you more pleasure. And very often, they feel stuck too. And they're like, I've asked so many times, like, what do you want differently? Or do you like this or not? And I don't get anything back. They stop asking questions. They just kind of go along. And they're often feeling bored too. So just kind of introducing it in a gentle way, maybe saying, you know, hey, let's try something different. Um, Sometimes writing it out in a letter can feel nice. You have time to think about it, make sure that you're phrasing it properly, taking responsibility for your side in it. You know, you know what? I haven't been speaking up. I haven't felt comfortable. I haven't known what I wanted. I've been a part of the problem too, can make it easier so that both of you can come to a place where you can hear each other and you can feel comfortable expressing your desires and you can deepen that relationship then. 
Yeah, I mean, all those obviously are fantastic points. I, I think the difficulty in a long-term relationship is you know that other person so well mm-hmm. that you kind of, you, you know, you're obviously close with them. You, you don't want to hurt their feelings. Absolutely. It, it's almost amplified, yeah. you, you know, because you know where it's going to go if, you, you know, if you've had similar conversations. That can prove difficult too, right? Well, certainly if you've brought things up in the past and your partner became defensive or said, what happened to me once was like, oh, are you telling me I'm a lousy lover? Yeah. Um, it's like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this one thing isn't working for me. Or my body's changed. Right. You know, the way we used to have sex 10, 15 years ago, like my body's different. I've gone through menopause or my testosterone's lower or it's harder for me to get aroused. I need more stimulation or whatever it happens to be. My erogenous zones have moved. And so, again, I think it goes over a lot better when we acknowledge our own piece in it and we don't place blame. We just say, look, I really want us to have a great sexual relationship. What's going to make it different for you? And here's maybe some things that might make it better for me. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So can we plan for these conversations? I think it's a good idea to plan for them. I mean, obviously, sometimes it's spontaneous, but, you know, you often have to plan for talks about the kids and where they're going or your finances no, or where no, you want to no. go traveling. <laughs> Travel, yes. Finances, no. Yeah. They're hard conversations. And think a little bit about what your goals are. You know, what do you want in your relationship? What's important to you? You know, things that you can consider. What are your boundaries? What are things that are important to you? What, what are your goals when you have sex? right? Is it about how many orgasms you have or is it about how close you are? Connection, expressing your love for each other. And I find when you take it back to the goals, it helps you to really focus on what's really important. And bringing that as a part of the conversation, I think, makes our partner often more open to hearing what it is. I want to be close to you. I want to have a great, vibrant sex life. I want to express my love for you in the best possible way. Let's talk about how that's going to happen. Great advice. Thank you for coming on the show today. We've got to take a short break, but when we return, we're going to learn how to move on from a toxic relationship on the tonic. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take this opportunity to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Purely Natural. They're fourth generation master herbalists. It's a family owned Canadian company that's been in business for over a hundred years. They've been working with my company, Tonic Magazine, for over 10 years, and its principal, Joel Thuna, has been writing our fantastic preventative medicine column for over seven years. They're one of the original sponsors for the OMTO Yoga Festival. The company is certified GMP, kosher, and organic. For more information about Purely Natural, please visit their website, purelynatural.com. The Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal, in Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency, and comfort, and will set the standard for informed residents. For more information, please visit thebenvenuto.com. As one of the largest coach education organizations in the world, the Certified Coaches Federation provides training for individuals and companies looking to transform themselves and those around them through the power of life and executive coaching. Whether you want to work with men, women, or teens, 
helping them achieve clarity on their goals and wanting to provide the support and accountability only a professional coach can deliver. The Certified Coaches Federation, or CCF, has trained over 13,000 certified coach practitioners worldwide just to do that. CCF Certified Coach Practitioners provide clear, concise, and relevant direction to anyone dissatisfied with where they are and have found themselves stuck not knowing what to do about it. With the most accessible coach education available, the Certified Coaches Federation prides itself on delivering the most relevant information, providing attainable skills, and creating unique tools to support anyone with a thirst for helping others. Whether you're an aspiring coach or already a veteran, the Certified Coaches Federation has a type of training suited to your needs. Contact the Certified Coaches Federation at 1-866-455-2155 or CertifiedCoachesFederation.com. You're listening to The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Our next guest, Rod McDonald, has over 30 years in the field of self-development. Rod is the CEO of the Certified Coaches Federation, one of the largest coach education companies in the world. He's a speaker, coach, and author. For more information on Rod, visit indestructiblehuman.com. And for more information about the Certified Coaches Federation, please visit certifiedcoachesfederation.com. Hi, Rod. Welcome back. Hey, Jamie. It's great to be back. So in the April issue of Tonic, uh, you wrote about breaking up from relationships and how you get beyond it. And for a lot of people, whether they're in long-term relationships or short-term relationships, that can be very intense. When you come out of a bad one, it can be incredibly stressful and it can be all-consuming. And sometimes it can be a challenge for us to move on, right? Absolutely. So let's talk about how we move on and how we contextualize. What are the first steps in getting over a bad relationship? Well, you know, I think that it's important to start out realizing that you know, we all go through multiple relationships in our lives, and that can be both intimate relationships as well as friendships and sure. co-working relationships and things like that. And very often through the course of our lives, those relationships will come to an end or change in, in the way that we experience them, whether we're breaking up with somebody or moving to a new job or whatever the case may be. But in some of the cases, these relationships uh, have been toxic to our lives. Or, in some cases, the breakup itself was toxic. We thought maybe the relationship was good, but the way it broke up was toxic. Sure. And just like we we need to remediate toxic material in our homes and, and in our cities, we need to remediate that toxic material from our lives. So it's important to begin by putting into perspective to say, you know, I'm not the only person who's gone through this. Right. And other people have gotten through it. And so I'm going to get through this as well. Right. You're not alone. You're not unique in that respect. Yeah, absolutely. So beyond that sort of initial recognition that you're not the only person who's been through something like this, over time, how would you recommend somebody to move forward? Well, once you have that initial recognition that other people have gone through this and that you will get through this as well, the main focus should be on, on the one hand, letting go of the feelings and the energy and time that we might otherwise spend on thinking about that toxic relationship and actually reallocate that energy and time and effort towards ourselves. And 
if we always start on ourselves, and that can be about looking at ourselves from a mental, physical, emotional perspective, as well as how we integrate ourselves into the rest of our lives, our communities, our families, and our friendships, we can actually begin the process, and it is an ongoing process, of becoming the best version of ourselves possible. And from a coach-centric perspective, that's, that's what we do as life coaches, is we help people make those distinctions as to who is it that you actually want to become. Not spending time and energy on who you used to be or who you used to be with in the case of relationships, but who do you actually want to become? What do you have to do to do it? When are you going to do it? And let's keep you accountable on that track. Hmm. How can we be objective and learn from a bad relationship? I mean, when you're so close to it, it's hard to sort of extract the helpful hints. So what would you recommend? Well, in many cases, we actually go through a version of the grieving process that we go through sometimes when we have a loss of a loved one. It does depend on certainly on the kind of relationship and what the nature of the breakup was. Sure. But uh, time is certainly, it's a bit of a cliche, but the notion that time heals all wounds is actually true. It may leave a scar. But uh, <laughs> but it, but the wound will be healed. So acknowledging that you have to give it some time, give it some space. And uh, part of that is actually putting space between you and that person. Right. That can sometimes be difficult, especially if it's a marriage that breaks up and there's children involved. But in the case of other types of breakups, you know, disconnecting from that person on, say, social media – trying to not spend time uh, in the same places where that person is can actually reduce it because there's a bit of an out of sight, out of mind thing that happens. And that allows you to put that focus on other things in your life. Right. So I, I guess what you're saying is you, know, you take the emotionality out of the transaction and then eventually over time you can look back and say, okay, here's what I learned, right? Yeah. Because you can learn from bad relationships. You can, although it can be a little bit like a a dog chasing its tail in the sense that if you're seeking a lesson, it may be there. Right. On the other hand, you may never find it. Right. Because if it's something on the one hand where you look back and say, wow, you know, I could have done this differently and maybe I was too critical or maybe I was too selfish. Or, you know, if there's something that you can learn about yourself, absolutely that should be done. And, and we should do that all the time, mm -hmm. you know, learning about how we interact with others in our daily lives. But if the other person did something that was really, you know, completely out of your control, then, you know, you can seek as much as you want, but you may never understand why that person did what they did. And it may not warrant a change in behavior at all. It, it may Absolutely. just be, you know, it's about them and not you. Yeah. How does one avoid falling into the same situations where, you know, you don't learn from what has happened before? It's a great question because we do see that happen quite a bit where somebody continues to be attracted to the same type of person right. because that person represents to some degree something that they're craving, needing, wanting in their lives. It could be craving stability, so they always gravitate towards people who are more grounded. It could be craving excitement, so they gravitate towards people who are more adventurous. And that's why it's, it's still uh, absolutely important to start with yourself and actually look at what it is that you're looking for. And, and as I mentioned in my article, one of my favorite books is The Five Love Languages. And, you know, it was written by a, a family a marriage therapist of 30 years experience who identified, you know, how we communicate our need for love and how we communicate our giving of love. And it's through understanding ourselves that we can actually understand how we interact with other people and maybe even get insight as to how they're acting with us. And we can get those insights to be better in the next relationship. Fantastic. 
Well, thank you for coming in today and sharing your insights. My pleasure. We look forward to having you back. And thank you for listening to The Tonic. You can download this episode as a podcast on iTunes and thetonic.ca. Please do join us next week on The Tonic when we discuss preventing and dealing with fungus, yoga as a lifestyle and not just exercise, and heartfulness meditation. Until then, this is Jamie Busson wishing you a healthy and happy week. Please consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. This has been a paid announcement. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.